Welcome to the ISMG Executive Sessions Series. I'm Matthew Schwartz, Managing Editor for Europe for Information Security Media Group. I'm speaking with Chris Clark, President and Chief Operating Officer at Fiberlink, as well as Vice President for Cloud Mobility and SaaS at the Software Group at IBM. Thank you very much for joining me today, Chris. Thank you, Matt. Glad to be here. I think when people think about Fiberlink and BYOD and IBM, one of the big news events that's happened recently is IBM signing a historic partnership with Apple. Could you talk a little bit about what that entails and what will happen with that going forward? Sure. We're very excited about that. It's not often that two CEOs get on stage and get on CNBC and other places and announce a very strategic initiative together. What we have seen is a significant amount of iOS, Apple devices for iPads and iPhones, in the corporate enterprise, both from a bring-your-own-device and still when corporations issue the iPad or the iPhone. And so companies are starting to architect their mobile IT stack. They want to include mobile devices as part of their infrastructure, and that's a very radical difference from, let's say, 10 years ago when everything was behind the land. And what Apple wants to do is drive more penetration into those enterprise accounts, deliver more and more value, and IBM is capable of taking that device putting a lifecycle management capability for the device itself, for the applications, for the content, deliver lots of analytics around the behavior and patterns and uses of those devices in the corporate context. And then what we do as well is have this peaceful coexistence between your personal and professional content, if you will, by separating what you need for the corporation and all of those proprietary applications and content, and then what you want personally. And so it's a pretty exciting initiative. I will say that the interest and reaction from the marketplace, the customers on Main Street, if you will, has been very high. And what we will do is bundle an additional managed service with those iPads and iPhones, as well as an overall capability for an organization to really take those iOS devices and create a plan, a design, and an overall three-year implementation process, typically ICs running on a three-year cycle, for all of those devices to be secure, to unlock maximum productivity, and IBM will lead that charge with that Apple product. Is the managed services something that you were previously offering, or is that something that has come about since you're becoming part of IBM? We did not do managed services. You know, I learned a couple of things at Fiberlink. It's good to be early, but not too early. So what Fiberlink did was build a multi-tenant cloud solution for laptop management and then evolved to mobile device management all the way back in 2005 and six. So as you know, Salesforce.com was a SaaS model in the late 90s, but that was all lines of business. Banks, healthcare companies, they were not so quick to adopt a cloud-based solution for security reasons for whatever reason. But we in 05 and 06 built this cloud platform, and what we wanted was easy, fast, and immediate value realization, which we did, and we led the market. We're considered cloud leaders. But the adoption rate and I was surprised about this, the adoption rate for cloud technologies was slower than we anticipated. In our model, we wouldn't do managed services. It's right for me right out of the box. The experience is the sales message. We can instantiate a global platform for mobile management in 30 minutes. 
but most people, particularly in compliance or regulatory verticals, were slow to get there. Now it's all changing and cloud adoption is all the rage. And people, even analysts, leading analysts are saying, you want to start with a cloud delivery model and not an on-prem model. And so the managed service wrappers from IBM, as you know, IBM operates in 160 countries. There's many people and they are expert in this area. So they take our software and they take their scale and managed services capability and process and best practices. And we bundle that into a unique iOS offer between Apple and IBM. And that is the crux of the strategic partnership. And again, the true test is what customers think. And the customers here in this early phase are very positive and quite interested to evaluate and snap in this partnership to build out this next-gen infrastructure, which now includes mobile points everywhere in the world called employees with BYOD. When you hear about airline pilots taking an iPad into the cockpit instead of their typical printed user manuals, you know things are changing. The reliability, the security of these devices has obviously increased remarkably. As these use cases expand to things like fire engines and airplane cockpits, does that require dealing with new or different types of security risks or threats? So the biggest concern that the CIO organization has is data leakage. Therefore, the reciprocal of that is data protection. And so because of the pervasiveness of the devices and the apps, it equals the pervasiveness of the data in motion. And so what we see is a more intense focus because there's less control BYOD is self-explanatory here about the lack of IP control at the outset for the device. We see more concentration and more focus on making sure secure content collaboration is really buttoned up. And policies that are very granular, particularly in the financial space, we will make sure we restrict you and you cannot, for example, do a screenshot. You cannot cut and paste. You cannot forward an attachment. You can only do pushes of apps or content to certain email domains. Very, very big in, in the financial industry right now. And so it's more sophisticated because there's lots of developer communities. You know, some of the developer community really doesn't focus on security. They just focus on experience. Those apps come into the corporate domain. They get restricted before then because somebody like IBM would say, okay, let me source, certify, and send that app and wrap it correctly and encrypt it. So we are seeing more depth. I also would say a more increased trend is network authorization, not just user authorization. Verifying through certificates or different ways with apps the directory. Is this person who they are? Should they be using what they have? And are they in the right network zones? So we see a lot of secure gateway technology demand as well. And all of those things are more intense and different than when you had your Microsoft OS with your laptop. You were still remote and you were still mobile, but all you needed to do was shut down the mobile blind spot on a laptop in a certain way. Now everything is just runs like water and finds every crevice with the mobile side of the house. But as you say, it has been getting more sophisticated, the type of response that you can put in place to help corral people into the right places or figure out if they're not in the right place. That definitely sounds like it's growing much more sophisticated than even just a few years ago. Yeah, and because of the use cases too, right? When you're more creative as a company in how you can have, whether it's people in trucks, in casinos, in an investment banking exercise, uh, do different things together. There's a wider arc, a wider span of use cases, therefore more permutations of risk and data leakage. And so reciprocally, we need to lock that up 
and we do. And, you know, part of this Apple IBM program is making sure, you can imagine Apple wants every employee, every consumer to be as creative as possible, but they need to be safe and they need to be known for the corporate session, if you will, when that iPad's being used for that. And so that's where IBM comes in and provides those layers of security down to as granular as you need to be, a policy even on a single device about restriction. So there's just a lot more span of control required, but that's why we try to build great software and, and solve those problems. Well, obviously, there's been a steady pace of mergers and acquisitions in the information security industry. Do you expect that to wane anytime soon? And on a related note, how do you see the BYOD industry continuing to evolve over the next few years? I don't really see it waning, actually. I think large companies will continue to try to do technology tuck-ins and try to snap in uh, intellectual property in this mobile GDP economy. Enterprise mobile management runs the gamut of many things. And um, to always organically build things is the choice, but with speed requirements, I don't really think it'll wane. We've seen you know different levels of valuation that doesn't seem to have slowed anybody down either. So I think it'll keep going, honestly. I think large companies are always looking for great IP tokens, whether they'll be two Goliaths sort of merging. That's beyond my pay grade. I'm not sure I see that. But certainly, I think it'll be alive and well for many years to come for companies to get more of a strategic portfolio. And you see that with IBM, too. With regard to BYOD, that'll continue to proceed. There's always pauses in trends. I think companies will ask the right questions. They'll get good answers. They'll get good proof points, and BYOD will come. I think the trend, actually, is we're seeing a lot of interest in wearables on the consumer side. And so for wearables for work, certainly in some verticals, that must be true. But I know that wearables, you know, they're everywhere. And so there's probably certainly some manufacturing or, again, insurance or healthcare where a wearable for a corporate context, you could certainly see. By the way, we were the first ones out with an MDM app for Google Glass. It's in the public domain. So Google Glass came out around roughly two years ago. We had an employee who was, it's a fun story, the employee was really excited to go get it. He went up to New York, stood in line and got it, came back and he said, you know what, we could probably put our platform on Google Glass so that you can change policies walking down the street. And we did that. So that's actually, as it comes to mind now, an example of wearable technology, if you will, that's doing enterprise mobile management. And so I think the BYOD trend is the BYO everything trends. And as long as you have the correct security posture and the correct management layer, which is policy and other things, you'll see wearables for work. And that will be part of the BYOD trend. The firefighters are just getting iPads now. In three years, who knows what sorts of devices you'll be hooking into. Users are always going to be at the top of the stack of the thing, but it's the person who you're trying to enable. But underneath that user tree, that user peak will be devices, apps, content, and wearables. And you can even imagine even privacy issues with wearables. There have been lots of changes in the computing industry, as we've been noting, and Fiberlink, not coincidentally, has also evolved to encompass not just remote access, things like SSL and VPN, but now also mobile device management and thinking about these more advanced or upcoming use cases, even like you were saying with wearable devices. You're president and chief operating officer of Fiberlink. Speaking as a person who likes to challenge themselves, where do you think you go from here? 
this will sound cliche, and I apologize. It's always about the people and then the culture and then building something you didn't think you could. And certainly you have to deliver to shareholders. Certainly this is not pro bono work. The level of monetization and return will always be high. And that's a very healthy, positive tension I have found in my life. And I have found as well that most people want to be pushed with a reward system. And we always make sure there's a balance there. We like to get very intense people who like to disrupt things. So I'm focused on IBM. I want to make IBM the greatest company ever in the history of mobile. They have been very good to us. And I know lots of people think, oh my God, IBM, big iron, lumbering, flow. It's not been our experience. And I've never had so much permission in my life in front of customers or partners to deliver on what we say and have confidence on the other side of the table that it will be done. So that's new. But I would like to create an even better experience for people in their work style because I just think that's interesting. And I think that everybody can benefit from that. And it's been the first time, at least, that I have been in the work world that this, again, I call it the mobile GDP, that mobile sets up for that. I think mobile is bigger than the Internet. And here comes social and what that means. So we're going to continue to build great products. I think products always win. I think PowerPoints don't. And so we're going to create an experience that people have not seen before. I'm very excited about ideas we have in analytics. And with IBM, Watson, the company with Jeopardy, uh, for example, and the chess players, when I think through and have ideas about how we can help a company ask questions to optimize their experience with the mobile world, that's a fascinating thing. How many insights we can give to people to improve lives, save lives, make more revenue, it's limitless. So I just want to be part of a a team and continue to do that. And I think I probably speak on behalf of uh, everybody at Cyberlink and many people at IBM with that same goal. Chris, thanks very much for speaking with me today. Thank you, Matt. I've been speaking with Chris Clark, President and Chief Operating Officer at Fiberlink. I'm Matthew Schwartz with ISMG, and thank you for listening.